0: Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicNPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest is Luis Martinez, who is Chief Executive Officer and Founder of Punto Rojo Sports Marketing Group. Today we will discuss how European athletic brands plan to target U.S. Hispanics via sports marketing ventures. Luis, originally from Mexico, has, to his credit, over 25 years of experience in Hispanic marketing and advertising in the United States and Latin America. During his career, Luis has supported the efforts of companies such as General Motors, Greyhound Lines, Inc., Frito-Lay, Inc., Coors Brewing Company, Alaska Airlines, Intel, Pedro Domecq Wines and Spirits, Pepsi-Cola, Kellogg's, Tabasco, AT&T, and Western Union. His experience includes major general market advertising agencies with their Hispanic assignments such as Wong Duty Advertising, Momentum Worldwide, and Bozel and Jacobs. Luis has a Bachelor of Arts from the University of Texas and a Master of Arts from UNAM in Mexico City. Luis, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me on your show.
0: This is a really interesting concept, and I don't know if I'm the only one that hadn't heard about it, but um, it it seems pretty thrilling to hear that European companies have realized the potential of the U.S. Hispanic market. How did that start?
1: Well, actually, uh, I have to tell you, uh, it it was uh, something that should have been coming a long time ago. Uh, The Hispanic market is no longer a a segment. Uh, I've always said in my presentations that if any client or any potential brand is treating the Hispanic market as a a, just a segment, uh, then they're in the wrong place to start any ventures or advertising towards the Hispanic market. It has to be treated like the general market. So when I wanted to really go outside of the norm, and uh, as you know, there's, since when I started, you know, to this business in uh, 1980, uh, there were only very handful uh, handful of advertising agencies trying to capture the Hispanic market on a specific assignments. Uh, here you are, 27 years later, and then you find thousands of agencies and shops and boutiques doing specialty advertising uh, and competing for the same dollar, as you know that's why we're here, the Hispanic market is, is a, vast, uh, uh, it's a vast ocean of opportunities for all those brands that want to really approach the market in a unique way. My reason for going overseas was that I think the market is getting a little saturated and frankly, the, the economy has is, is put a little tightening down on the expenditures for the Hispanic market among the companies with so many things to spend on. So the opportunity came that uh, sports has always been there. But the sports has been very much localized in an area where, okay, you know, you try getting the Hispanic markets for the spring teams or, or specific events that really relate only to a particular demographic or geographical area of that segment. Uh, and knowing that the Hispanic market is exploding, I think the world is taking notice. So people around the world, especially in Europe, companies are looking at the United States. as a new opportunity, brand new ground to explore with their brands. It's no longer related to the United States. So when I had the idea of going overseas and look for an opportunity to uh, explore, and I had to explain to these companies, especially sporting uh, sporting brands, uh, there to the entertainment, uh, that the Hispanic market is not something they should have abandoned in the past. To give you an example, uh, a lot of the major uh, athletic brands, uh, like football, uh, football, soccer in Europe, uh, let's say, uh, the Premier League in England, which is the number one, some consider it the best, uh, football soccer in the world. Let's call it football for that, which is the correct name. Uh, they, they really abandoned the United States and the notion of come up here other than bringing just games. So I had to go over there over the last year. I spent a good portion of seven to eight months presenting the opportunity of the Hispanic market to revisit to this brand the opportunity to look at the Hispanic market and they show an opportunity to reinvent and come again and invest in the Hispanic market. But the demonstration was with solid information, with background of what it was, the Hispanic market right now has a tremendous hunger for things that worldwide. It's no longer limited to Mexico or to Argentina or Central America. This is, the people know exactly, the Hispanic consumer is very smart. And now with cable television, which is all over the world, with cable companies like, uh, you know, the Diario Fox Sports and Gold TV and uh, Sky Sports, the Hispanic consumer is becoming very, very well-oriented and familiar with worldwide brands, and they do follow those brands whether it's Manchester United or Chelsea or Liverpool or Madrid or Sevilla or Real Madrid uh, you know, including Milan, they have a Milan channel and now with the people having the opportunity to do the uh, special button on the on the cable to to hear in Spanish even better so the doors have opened worldwide, it's not limited to the US and it's not limited only to the Latin American area it's lim- it's, 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 and with the computers nowadays uh, it, the, the people have the window to the world anybody can tap at any website around the world to their favorite sport or entertainment and know about it, English, Spanish or any kind of other language that, that they might be able to speak because those brands have a realization that in order to compete in the world they're going to have to open the doors to a more demographic area that speak other languages um, so having that in mind having said that I took the idea over there to several world-known brands and explained the situation and explained the potential and they decided to explore that. Having in that in mind, not just the sports brands, but also, um, the sports entities and the brands that support the sports entities. So that's why I went to Europe. Soon, just like I did when I started in 1980, uh, I was only a handful of agencies, Sooner in the next few years, you'll see a lot of Hispanic agencies opening up the sports marketing units, not only for licensing, but probably for developing products and programs that worldwide with major name brands. Can I explain a little bit?
0: Yes, yes, you did. Thank you. When you're talking about the U.S. Hispanic market for purposes of this discussion, what would you say is the size of your target audience?
1: Uh, Do you mean the U.S. Hispanic market? Oh, it's the complete U.S. But um, we have to be cautious. I have to to say that not every major brand is suitable to every segment of the U.S. We have to be specific, and uh, obviously we have to walk before we run. Uh, Like anything else, you have to uh, explore, uh, not experiment, but uh, try and adjust as you're trying things into the Hispanic market right now we're working negotiating with a worldwide uh sporting brand uh and uh for reasons uh, legal I cannot tell you the name at the moment but that's going to be our first client uh it's a very very well known brand i think it's the number 5 brand in the world is recognized this is you know in, in the world and when we present the Hispanic market we wanted to touch base in areas where we can learn from our entry into the marketplace with the brand, how it works, and then adjust the needs for the market and switch to other areas within the United States, whether Chicago or New York or Miami or Texas, um, not just limited to Southern California. So there's opportunities. But at the same time, when you bring a brand, uh, let's say a sporting brand into the U.S., you go and present that brand to potential sponsors in the U.S. that have never had the opportunity to be affiliated with a worldwide brand uh, that is well-known. It's usually, you know, when here we get a lot of the brands from Mexico, meaning the teams from Mexico, or in, even Argentina to some extent, but primarily in Chicago or California, you find Chivas or you find uh, America, they very well-known names to, to be a part of all the promotional activity. Well, we're bringing something that is worldwide, that's new, and uh, not only it's going to be on advertising, but it's going to be getting into the communities directly with the participating sponsors that come into the place and to do something with that national and worldwide known brand. So the target to go back to your question, the target is going to be uh, the first year we're going to be specific where we want to go, then learn from that and extend our our presence for this particular worldwide brand into other areas of the United States.
0: Would you say that you are looking initially that your primary target audience is highly acculturated or highly unacculturated, English dominant or Spanish dominant? Is there a particular gender that you're pursuing?
1: Uh, You know what? This is going to be a generic uh, across-the-board program. And uh, I think, in my view, any consumer, whether it's first generation, second or third generation, has an opportunity to experience what we bring. If we start breaking it down, then we become very... um, uh, it's not as wide range of an opportunity because of what it is, it fits all areas in all, in, in all generations. It's not necessarily one generation. I think we're going to limit ourselves. We just say, okay, we go to the first generation of Spanish-speaking only uh, or second generation only that's bilingual or totally third generation, which is completely English with uh, Hispanic culture. What we're able to do over the years of experience is to bring a brand and making a an culturation what we call a transcreation of the project or the program that goes across all, all segments. And in the process, if we do our homework, of course, and do our job, the, it's an overlay on the other direction. Most of the advertising agencies say, okay, let's do this commercial in English, and I am sure we are going to get an overlay of the Hispanic population, which they're right. What well, we're doing the reverse. With this particular program that we're creating over the years that we have learned, we're actually going to get the bilingual population as an overlay. So we're doing the reverse trend. Uh, you know, there's too many Hispanic entities in this country, not entities but people, uh, that it's becoming a major contender in the workplace. And we need to treat it as such. We need to treat the consumer as intelligent, smart, whether it's first, second, or third generation. They all have something in common that they like, and that's the factor we're going after.
0: When we talk about European companies, where specifically are, are you looking at in terms of countries within the European market? Is it, for example, Spain, because of that historic connection? Is it the UK? What countries are you starting out with?
1: Uh, I'm sorry. Um, you repeat the question. I'm sorry.
0: We're talking right now about European athletic brands that are reaching out to right. the US Hispanic market. Mm-hmm. What types of brands, and are there any country connections for those brands?
1: Well, actually, it's not the country connection. I, I tell you, uh, and to answer your question, we want to bring a well-known sporting brand into the U.S. Uh, if you look at, and I'm going to just choose here for, for the starting point, the football soccer. Just about every major team uh, in the European leagues, one way or another, it has a Hispanic connection, whether it's players or ownership or, or any kind of connection to, to Latin America or the U.S. So if the name of the brand that we're bringing that has a worldwide connection, um, I don't want to concentrate on saying, oh, we're going to go after a certain team and see if we can represent them because they have a Hispanic player. Well, the Hispanic player becomes a bonus, not necessarily the representation of the brand. So we want to promote the brand as a name, okay, to expand their their uh, their appeal to the consumer because of the sport. And if it has a Hispanic player, well, that's a bonus. I think most of the companies here focus, okay, let's go after a certain player because appeals to the Hispanic market. I think the Hispanic consumer is a good connoisseur of the sport, let's say football, soccer, they love to see great football. For example, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Euro Cup, just happened a month ago or less than a month ago in Europe. Uh, Manchester United and uh, Chelsea in the Champions League, which is a they have several competitions in Europe with the top teams. in each the Premier League top four teams, I believe in England, compete the following year when they finish in the top four. They compete in the Euro Cup against the other four top teams. So the Spanish League. Uh, or the Italian League, or the German League, and the French League, uh, and the, actually, the Asia which considered Russia, and they competed in the elimination, the home and away, to finish with the two top teams. For the first time in history, there were two English teams that competed uh, in the Euro Cup, which was Manchester United, which got Cristiano Ronaldo, considered the best player in the world, and Chelsea... Uh, from Liverpool, from London, uh, and they competed, and the game was in Russia, okay, it was in Moscow. Well, that was the highest-rated show by ESPN and the Hispanic market. And actually, the series of games, European games throughout, was the highest-rated for uh, uh, an American company having have a Hispanic presence with the Hispanic market with the ESPN. What does that tell us is that the Hispanic consumer is hungry, for something that is great regardless it doesn't have to come just out of Mexico or has to come out of Argentina or Colombia but it's worldwide appeal so we are ready for something new and that's the direction we're going
0: how do you get started?
1: on this uh, you mean uh, what we're going to do in the Hispanic market?
0: Exactly. Well,
1: actually, we came up with an idea to introduce the brands, and uh, obviously I cannot tell you that of, 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 over the phone at the moment. I uh, am no liberty to, to discuss, but you will see it in the fall. Uh, we're going to start presenting the program in the fall, and actually it's going to be activated in the second quarter of Uh, 09. uh And, uh we created a uh, a program that has an appeal, not only to the brand, but has an opportunity for the brand's participants, sponsors, to be a part of and come together to the US, target the Hispanic market. So we took into consideration the demographics, the cultures, obviously, the appeal, uh, and what is the transcreation of the product that fits the market, what do they want to see, that is more appealing with this particular project to the Hispanic consumer. So it took months of preparation uh, to really come up with something that is very appealing. Now again, the brand would not agree unless they thought that they're gonna put their names out there with the Hispanic market and it's something something's gonna go for years to come. This is not a one-year program. It's a three-year program. So the brand is going to grow. Um, the, to give you an idea why the brands are, what have interest in the, in the U.S. Hispanic market, the appeal for these brands is worldwide on the sports area. Okay, there is, there's a tremendous, uh, uh, image presence. If you go downtown L.A., for example, uh, I don't know if you've been to, to L.A., to the Mexican market in L.A., which is like being in Mexico, actually, you see in the little stores what they call knockoff shirts, from just about every team in the Europe leagues and European leagues, uh, from national shirts, whether it's England, Germany, Italy, Spain, to individual team shirts, and you see the team, the Hispanics wearing these shirts, whether it's Barcelona or Manchester United, you see it here in LA everywhere. I've seen them in New York, I've seen them in Chicago. So it, the appeals begin to be a little bit more out of the range of the norm, meaning more than just. Mexican teams. Uh, so, uh, creating the project, the program that we created has a tremendous appeal because we are going to bring a brand, the Hispanic consumer is going to be able to feel, see, touch, and experience, okay, without having to be overseas. They're going to get close to the product, and they're going to get close to the brand, and they're going to get to know the brand, and hopefully, what we are creating here is a customer acquisition program, which also plays a big role in an interactive world that we have created. And this idea came about to this program when I work at Intel. I created an interactive program that worked wonders uh, between New York and L.A., selling more computers for Intel and their associates than Mexico and Canada last year, all of last year, just with two target areas of New York and L.A., um and by that program was all on the online working with Univision Radio, which was a great partner, Univision.com. We expanded our horizons to reach consumers. And we created a program where the consumer, not being in New York or New York not being in LA, were able to participate and get the things that they wanted because it was an exciting program. And be a part of the program. To give you an idea, I think every quarter we created a promotion online, and we had an average of three to four million people tuning in or signing in into the program. So that tells us to me that my cyber world is the future to brands anywhere in the world that want to participate, and you've got to have a connection. Today, most of the average uh, young uh, uh, Hispanic males or females are on average of four or five hours of computer time, either a day or a period of two days, and with a click of a mouse, you can go anywhere in the world. And you can download television and programs and anything else. You don't have to be looking at the television. So I think cyberspace, cyber world, is becoming the closest connection to any brand in the world. And just, but how do you make it appealing of oh, just on a promotion? You have to have something else of a substance to create a program that creates a brand acquisition and a customer acquisition that's gonna last a long time. And that's where we come into place creating programs not only that come into the community, cyberspace, also components that have retail component, and also benefit to the community. And that's what we bring in with the brand. It took months of preparation, but we have to make sure that it's going to be well-received in the community and that the brand that we're representing is going to be up to the standards they used to around the world. And they lend their name to get into the Hispanic consumer. And to let the Hispanic consumer, they're not here just for one year. They're here to stay and to be a part of the program for years to come. So that's what we bring bringing to the table.
0: I heard you talk about an online component as a very powerful tool. What media are you planning on using specifically? What media outlets are you talking about? Broadcast, print, magazines, online?
1: what are your thoughts um, I, I tell you uh, all mediums <clears throat> have a place uh, on the Hispanic market um, uh, you know television is place obviously uh, uh, newspaper has their place uh, I think the biggest growth whether we like it or not uh, the online component is going to be the future to me on some of the Hispanic advertising, Hispanic efforts. Viral component is gonna be key. Uh, The the online services provides you an array of uh, tools, if you will, for the consumer to explore. Not only from the viral component where you can do commercials, uh, but also you can automatically connect to the brand if there's some sort of a program where you can do blogging or direct communication to give you an idea of the idea that we have with this brand. You're going to be able to tap and be a member of this particular brand and see an action of the brand and experience the brand and see it automatically without having to wait for television, maybe, to see what you see in the sports venue and see if you can see a little piece of your favorite team or whatever it may be and you can see a segment. The online component can do so many things because at the same time they're doing one thing, they can experience another. And it, and, and it gives you so many tools to explore. And with the new generation of Hispanics coming already, trained to the computer is the, the next step. Uh, I'm sure Univision and Telemundo and Telefutura and TV Azteca, they say, oh, it's, it's not going to be the case. You're soon going to see telenovelas online, and you soon, or maybe they already are, uh, <clears throat> the reality shows on, on, online, uh, specific programming related to online. Uh, and that, that to me, that's the future of some of the Hispanic advertising or any kind of advertising, uh, and and becomes less expensive to some extent. At the same time, you are actually seeing who is watching, and you actually can do. When I did the Intel program, we were actually able to do accomplish several things. Not only where the people were dialing in, uh, we had a research questions that we changed every week. Uh, we're able to uh, download information to them and be a part of the newsletters, uh, be a part of, uh, uh, of so many things that the Intel could provide to the consumer view well viewing But we learn about the consumer as well, instantly. Every day there was information compiled, and, and then the client, in this case Intel, got a little smarter how to talk to their consumers, especially Hispanic consumers. We found out the differences between New York and California. Uh, it, it was quite different the way they approached the market to buy computers and uh, the way they look at computers, what programs they were looking at, by a simple promotion online. They had a great effect. Uh, it's just the transcreation, the culturalization of the program that we, we put forth in the computer. Obviously, we're still near all the advertising components. Uh, television is displaced, newspapers displaced, online... You know, direct mail, the the direct marketing, uh, you know, promotions. But you need to combine all the elements together to create an effective campaign. So, but I think the online is going to be key in the future for Hispanic advertising. I have no doubt. Already is.
0: Have you already thought through the percentages in terms of that breakdown? In other words, is online going to represent 50% of your. Efforts and resources, or 20%, and is television going to have the lion's share as it has in so many campaigns?
1: Well, um, I, ca- I tell you. Um, Clients, uh, and you begin to find, uh, clients, uh, the, the major brands, they advertise into the marketplace. It, it, it's, uh, even the, uh, uh, for example, the beer companies, they're looking at it online as part of a key component to do promotions, uh, and attach themselves to a bilingual program if at all possible. If they cannot do it on television, if they have a campaign in English, Mike, and it could be transcreated into a Spanish and online component to target, uh, you know, their specific demos. I think that the clients are beginning to ask, or they're already asking, okay, you can't just bring them an advertising campaign that has radio and television. You've got to have bring me a campaign that combines all the elements uh, from uh, advertising to promotions to community relations to an online program that's sustainable uh, that goes along with what we're launching or what campaign you're launching. So all those elements have got to be combined. And if they don't have the funds or the financial means, probably what they'll do is look to do an entry level of uh, of a program. They might have on the radio, and they might have um, online. Uh, Univision that, uh, Univision Radio, Univision.com provides for us. Well, I work with them for the last three years. As successful programs, and it's not like I'm giving them a plug. Is is that the only ones that I've found with them that I created a program with them? that reach that many consumers when clients don't have money for television or newspaper, but they have money to do some sort of a promotion on radio that includes a component online, and we're still able to do commercials online on a viral component. So that's an alternative. and reaches a specific target. Uh, so I'm not saying that every major brand is suitable for this particular programs. Uh, they could be, if you find the right way, but Clients are demanding uh, of the agencies to be more specific. Uh, if any advertising campaign does have a viral component, then we're missing something.
0: Many people believe that brand development and particularly the introduction of a new brand in a market, should rely heavily on public relations to begin with and then back up with advertising. Is that part of the philosophy that you're planning on following, and if not, what are your plans?
1: Well, not necessarily. I, I, I think that what I'm bringing is a brand that's already known that just never thought it was going to reach to the consumer's hands. Uh, or the consumer, Hispanic consumer is going to be able to experience. And you are right to the fact that uh, when a a new brand comes in here, you have to have components of public relations. We do have a public relations um, uh, part component into this program, working with the communities. Uh, I've always felt through my years in advertising, Hispanic advertising, you've got to give back something to the consumer. The Hispanic consumer spends so much of their time and money and finances to buy brands Brands, by obligation, need to give something back. So we created something that is going back to the community. Uh, and that, that way the uh, the brand gets a good image, uh, and rightfully so, and it's attached themselves to the community, and they care for the community. Um, it, it, there's a public relations component to it, yes, absolutely. Uh, and it has to do not only with public relations, but also has to do with community affairs. Now, let's not create a a separate... There's a separate distinction between public relations to create an image and community programs that actually act like public relations, but it's an extension of the public relations. To answer your question,
0: yes. You plan to have components of both? Yes. What percent... I know a lot of the times people don't want to share specific numbers in terms of budgets, but are you able to share some measure of the dedication or the commitment that these companies have to the market in terms of the share of their overall budget that they're dedicating to these projects?
1: Well, let me say that the dedication and the budgets will come for the brands that want to participate as the sponsors for the brand. That's where the numbers will come. And we have an estimated amount, but I'm not able to share it with you, but it's a com- considerably a large amount uh, because the companies we have presented the program to this date, they've been very excited about it, and they thought that they have never seen nothing like this before. So there was something new. Uh, and their, their commitments uh, will not be small because they know there's going to have durability to the program. So maybe I, I hope I've given you an answer.
0: If I'm understanding correctly, there is a lot of enthusiasm.
1: Yes, we have uh, tested the waters, as they say, uh, taking that back to our future client, uh, and uh, that's why the, you know before we, they gave us the green light, we had to test uh, the waters to make sure the program was going to work. Uh, some major brands have uh, really, really got excited about the program because of the um, unlimited amount of opportunities that may exist when they affiliate with this type of brand and the program. Uh, it is uh, q- quite exciting. It's something new.
0: How will you measure the results and what kinds of expectations do your clients have well, in let terms me...
1: of yeah. – Sorry, go uh, ahead. Uh, actually, we put a perimeter in there. Uh, on the first go, we'll say we're going to reach 1.5 million Hispanics. And every Hispanic that we reach, that's going to be an acquired consumer, meaning a uh, um, a branded acquisition. Uh, anybody that goes through our program will be an instant attachment of a consumer that is registered. And it will be a part of the program. So conservatively, we put 1.5 million Hispanics in the first go in a limited area. We know when to reach more, I hope. But uh, that's just how we base measure success. And we'll measure success, obviously, by the traffic that comes into this particular project, obviously, and and by the amount of people that might be able to go online and visit and revisit uh, the program and go from there because there's going to be all new things in there. So um, hopefully that uh, success is huge. We know it's going to be successful. There's no two ways about it. And uh, for the second and third year, we had more attachment to the program if it comes on a wider scale and a bigger, even bigger program.
0: Louise, some measurement experts, particularly when it relates to online activities, argue that success online is measured by the engagement of the audience on a particular website or campaign
1: mm-hmm.
0: more so than on bulk numbers and that it's more powerful to have an audience engaged narrowly on an area of interest than to be in a general area. Depending on what your goals and the concept are, is this something that you have tested and what are your thoughts about that?
1: Actually, that came out of the Intel case history. Uh, and it was an instant success that we did not expect. Um, because of the programs that we put together, let, let me just explain the program real quickly for your audience so they understand how that worked. Uh, Intel wanted to create, uh, a, uh, the targets for New York and in Los Angeles. Uh, obviously we wanted to bring an edit component to help them with the retail environment. So we attached ourselves to uh, Best Buy, Circuit City, and La Curaçao, which is a huge electronic store dedicated only to the Hispanic Parking in Southern California. I think they have eight major stores, and they have over one million uh, signed customers uh, on, their, on their database. What it, we did is create an appealing program for New York and vice versa. We had a private concert with Jennifer Lopez, uh, fly and see Jennifer Lopez in New York, on a the, on the tour she was going to launch and there was only like 2,000 people invited to the concert this was all through Univision radio and in LA we had several other concerts like is and uh, uh, I forgot what the other bands were uh, on a private concert here like the House of Blues the only way you can get tickets is signing online and basically we make an announcement on radio we do radio advertisement we do uh, on-site advertisement at the retail stores obviously retail stores love it because the retail stores were able to put the specific uh, offers online. And the way that we captured the audience is that you have to answer two or three questions before you tap in and sign up for the concert <clears throat> and uh, get an opportunity to get tickets and get information. We also put free download of music from the new album and things like that, that, that will make it more appealing for the consumer. Also, we put viral snippets of uh, the concert pieces uh, after the concert was made, so people could come back and see the concert online uh, and get a little chance to see uh, some of their songs. So you answer three research questions of four, Every week, And people, you can come back and, and register as many times as you can, obviously, but you we can give new answers. So every week, so that's how we capture the audience and we measure the audience. So we register the name, we get our questions answered, we made it very simple, and then you pass on to the next page where you can register to win prizes and also to download special offers from these retail stores that are connecting, to, for in this case, with Intel, with Sony, or HP, or Dell, uh whatever offers also the retail components. Now, the retail loved it because they were on radio, they were online, and they would direct them to a specific store. And then we did on-site remotes at the stores online, let them know where we're going to be. If the artist was available, or another particular artist or DJ, we we'll let them know where we're going to be. So you have to go to online and register to find out <coughs> where you can go get tickets in a remote, <coughs> excuse me, or... Uh, participate in the program, but it's automatic registration online. Same comes in will happen with this particular problem we have with this brand. Every mm-hmm. single customer that comes in, or any uh, Hispanic consumer or fan that comes in to see this program will mm-hmm. automatically be registered. And we have an experience to see this brand. We're going to capture that audience. And there may be a few questions. So that's how we're going to measure uh, our success in this program.
0: What do you think are the biggest challenges that you face as you move forward?
1: I think uh, the biggest fears have, uh, the biggest fears and I call it fears and, and it's not even challenges of think the unknown by uh, potential sponsors. Uh, to some extent I didn't realize that <clears throat> and it's been the mindset and to some extent we are guilty of doing that with our clients here in the United States that okay, if uh, you're in Chicago, you might like to have, uh, you know, um, um, let's say in this case, let sticking stick to sports, a Mexican player because it plays here and it's a connection. Yes, it's true, absolutely true. What they didn't know, that it's a worldwide appeal for other brands other than just the association with one particular team or player that's related to the homeland. They didn't realize that the worldwide appeal the brands have you know, for example, I'll give you Manchester United. Their fan base, it's all over the world, one of the biggest clubs in the world. They have fan base, Liverpool. Liverpool is owned by two Texans. Uh, there's a connection there. But they all have Spanish players, too, that they're world-known. So it, the appeal is there, but they didn't know how much it was there. And I think they the clients begin to see an opportunity to do something different. But once you get past the fear factor of, okay, uh, you know, it's not a, a Mexican team because it's a Chicago or, or a LA team because it's not Chivas, uh, do you think there is an appeal? Of course there's an appeal. A prime example is, uh, here in LA, you got the Rose Bowl, which holds about 100,000 people. When Barcelona, Sevilla, or Newcastle from England comes here and play, or Chelsea, well, you see, 100,000 people show up there, probably 75 to 80,000 are Latinos. When two European teams play, they know they come to see a great game, so the appeal is there. It's there, it exists. So when you get those numbers, just for a single game, that's an amazing feat. What's
0: a cap, what's your potential?
1: We can only write our own potential. Just like when the Hispanic market started, started with a grain of salt. Now it's a, notion out there. I mean, it, it, we can make it as long as, as long as we do the right thing for the Hispanic consumer. What they want, we need to know their taste, their their uh, their appeal. We know what they're looking for, and doing the right thing, the right thing for the brand, and we approach the market properly, uh, little by little to implement the brand. I, I think there's an unlimited um and vast amount of brands out there around the world that they want to come here and tap the Hispanic market. The Hispanic market is no longer to the u s borders uh and that's the, our partners and our affiliate partners in London, the sports consultancy realized that and came and talk to us. They represent several major clubs in europe and and other brands in Europe. They discovered the potential for the hispanic market as a gateway they see a new gateway into a new resource, just like we do Europe. Soon you're going to see agencies establishing a connection between Europe and the U.S. for the Hispanic market. Uh, every major brand in Europe, whether it's Adidas, Nike, or you know Gatorade, they all have a connection already worldwide to the Hispanic market. Why not make an extension of a worldwide brand? I'm just going out there not as a pioneer, as an innovator, but more a necessity for the consumer to give the consumer something new. Not something new, something that exists. I just want to bring the product closer to, 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 to their hands. They can actually witness and experience the product without having to wait for one single game or an event to have it here and be a part of it.
0: What kinds of lessons can you share? What kinds of tips can you share after your 27 years of experience? Is that right? Yeah. What would you share with our listeners who are interested in this intriguing concept and want to embrace some of those ideas and integrate them into their own companies and their own campaigns that may or not be specifically oriented to penetrating the U.S. market from a European perspective, but that might apply generally?
1: Well, basically, uh, you know, it's uh, not to reinvent the wheel, not to be afraid of the Hispanic market. Uh, And uh, my... Observation over the years that we always have to fight for the Hispanic budget and they're the first ones to get cut sometimes because they're still treating the market as a segment. Uh, my suggestion is that uh, any smart brand, client, uh, potential client needs to really consider uh, the Hispanic market as, as part of their growth. There's no question about it. Whatever the product may be. But at the same time, the voice to the Hispanic agencies is to make sure we recognize all elements of the Hispanic market, not just the Spanish-speaking segment. To really take into consideration the future of the Hispanic market as a bilingual market. Um, Since 9-11, it's been a decline of influx of people coming here with the, the cultural backgrounds. The market's still growing. But you have to remember, the next generations are adapting to American lifestyle. Not necessarily American lifestyle, the culture. They're beginning to emerge as their own culture. We need to keep learning. We need to keep being in the, in the streets. Listen to the communities. Listen to the. Go to the streets. Explore for yourself. Experience for yourself what's going on in the marketplace. I know there are a lot of people, and a lot of people are going to get angry at me, but a lot of the agencies. Never into the community to create something in Spanish but the majority of the people never experience what in the communities and what they look like, what they're saying, what they're wearing, what they're listening to. It's just a general assumption based on research. They need to go into the streets, they need to experience it, get out of the office for the client and take the client and experience the market. Not as a market tour. Do it every week, every month every year, keep going back. Always refresh, retool yourself about the Hispanic market because it's changing every single day. There's not a single day that we're not out there in the streets, whether it's the clubs uh, or whether it's the uh, the concerts or whether it's uh, the stores. Always take a look and learn and take that information to the client and really give the client a proper observation of the marketplace. Uh, that's my appeal, that's my, that's, that's my, my, my take of the 27 years. The one of the things are that why I did this is because I listened to the community, I listened to the segments, and there is an opportunity. Uh, and when I speak on, on this particular project, it is true the Hispanic consumer is hungry. It's hungry for more worldly things. Let's bring it to them. That's the next generation, the next segment. There are so many competing brands in here that everybody's looking for the next factor. But We need to give them that particular win-win, that particular home run with the right data to go into the marketplace, to have people in place that really experience the marketplace in the communities, and they're listening to the changes, they're visualizing the changes, and we are going with that. Uh, the Hispanic market is growing, and the potential for money is incredible. They want all the good brands, not just specific brand because say okay you're Hispanic, we're going to give you this because it's culturally appealing. Wait a minute, present something to me that is just general market that you're speaking to me. that's the trans, trans you know the trans creation. I want the same thing. I just want a general appeal and treat me just like a general market consumer. That's about it. Don't put me on a particular segment because then we're going to become very limited. So. My final advice to companies, make sure that whoever you work with is well-versed into the Hispanic market. Uh, Besides just being creative and create great pictures, get to know the consumers properly. And do your homework on sending the people into the streets and getting information. Then come back and put something together that means something that includes all the elements of the Hispanic market. It's particularly promotions. Uh, promotions is the... I have four rules, uh, three three rules. Uh, attract, inform, and redirect. You attract the Hispanic consumer with an appealing product. Once you get them there, you inform them where to buy the product. Okay? And then redirect them where to go buy it immediately. That's where promotions provide a great tool for a lot of the programs. Uh, and they should work in unison. Don't do advertising one... One month in promotions, the other. Do it all together in unison. That's how you're going to close the circle for the consumer. The appeal is complete. A complete program that has all the elements to be able to capture that consumer, and that's the direction we need to go. And when clients say we can't afford all that, well, we have an obligation to work and budget the federal areas. Uh, and even if it's small, either you do more radio, more television, clearly, not all brands fit everything. Some brands are just designed for television. Uh but then you might have a component of promotions to it. Some brands can only afford radio. Well they get creative on the radio. You can attach the online and put viral commercials online. You get creative you can afford television. So go deep. Go deep and explore the best possible way for the clients to represent that brand to be successful. You know what they say? You're only just as good as your last job last assignment, and that's what they remember, so every assignment that you make remember it might be you last one <laughs> so. Okay. So, okay, so that's how I look at the that's that's my my recommendation
0: Louis, what would you say to the naysayers, those people out there who are still they've got their heels dug in, and they're saying that these minority markets are just a fad, and that ultimately you're going to be able to reach everybody by the same general market means and strategies. What do you argue back?
1: Yes and no. Uh, they're right and they're wrong. Uh, everybody's got their own opinion, but let me just put it this way. Uh, the appeal, if, if if those people have their heels dug into the dirt and they don't want to move and they've got their own stands. If they didn't get a, the, the bell rung when this immigration issue came into place and everybody took it to the streets by the power of the DJs okay, around the country, something is wrong. And the people that were out there demonstrating were not just first-time immigrants. They were the sons and the daughters that were born and raised here appealing to the marketplace saying, I am an American. Okay, That's a clue of things to come. Now that clearly those particular individuals are receiving the overlay of the advertising in the English market. But at the same time, the cultural relativity is still in place. How do you unite the two? How do you best appeal the transcreation program that fits both areas? And that is where agencies need to get smart. Agencies have a duty to inform those companies that there is an end to Attached to both appeals, um, uh, to, to to both segments, whether it's, it's only Spanish or bilingual, um, you need to convince them. And, and you know, but you know, what is happening now is a new trend. It's not a new trend. it's happening is that a lot of uh, young and up-and-coming Hispanic marketeers. I really switch them when they get the experience on the advertising agency, they go back to the client side. That is the future of a lot of the clients that are getting smart and hiring uh, ethnic experts, so to speak, for the marketplace They're already training to the advertising field and come to work on the client side to really create better problems. I think that's probably one of the fastest ways to turn around that is stigma.
0: Thank you, Luis, for joining us today from Los Angeles, California.
1: Well, thank you. It was my pleasure.
0: And to our audience, thank you for listening to Luis Martinez, who is Chief Executive Officer and Founder of Punto Rojo Sports Marketing Group, who discussed how European athletic brands plan to target U.S. Hispanics via sports marketing ventures. Brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicNPR.com providing you essential information on America's largest minority. Please share your suggestions, questions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicNPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at HispanicNPR.com. That's editor at HispanicNPR.com.
2: Expand your reach. Improve your bottom line by reaching America's largest minority effectively with information from the experts. Listen to presentations from national experts in downloadable audio presentations and extended interviews about Marketing to Multicultural Kids, presented by Michelle Valdovinos, who is Senior Vice President at Phoenix Multicultural. Hispanic Perspectives on Advertising, presented by Liria Barbosa, who is Research Director at CNR Research. The Changing Latino Landscape, presented by Cesar Malgoza, who is Managing Director of Latin Force Group. Best-in-Class Hispanic Strategies, presented by Carlos Santiago, President, and Doreen Allen, Managing Partner of Santiago Solutions Group. Segmentation by Level of Acculturation, presented by Miguel Gomez Weinbrenner, who is Senior Consultant at Cheskin. For more information on these presentations, visit our resources section at www.hispanicmpr.com backslash resources backslash HMPR hyphen products.